Well, hello everyone, here we are. It started the Mr. Warren Hayes G1 Climax 33 coverage starting today, right now, right here, right before your eyes and ears, I guess, <laughs> here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast application. The G1 July 15 started uh, today. Night one is in the books and that means that this is what I'm doing moving forward here. As mentioned, as promised, I'm going to do some daily coverage of the G1 Climax. Not unlike what I've been doing in the past couple of years, just to rehash this one final time, where I, I wasn't doing exactly daily coverage. I was combining two nights into one thing. But this year, I'm feeling, I'm feeling feisty. I'm feeling, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling it in my bones. I'm like, yeah, the G1 rules again. Like, this one is going to be special. We're out of the pandemic. We're, you know, the last year's weird one is a thing of the past. Now this year, oh, now we got, I feel we got a lot of meat on the bones. So I'm like, why don't I give it a shot? Now I'm, I'm leaving myself, I am leaving myself completely the opportunity to, to, to tap out and be like, look, tonight or today I'm doing, I'm going to combine two into one or whatever. That could happen, but I want you to rest assured that I will do my very best to bring you daily one-on-one -on -one coverage of every night of the G1 Climax 33. And why wouldn't you? It's the, it, 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 it's, it's the best tournament in pro wrestling every year. Why wouldn't we get into it? Why not? And I, I guess I should say before moving forward, eh, before going eh, you know, forward uh, uh, any more than we have already, I would like you to leave a like on this video on YouTube, as well as subscribe uh, to the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel. If you don't want to miss a thing, this is all going to be available in a nice handy playlist on top of that. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, well, again, you can follow and subscribe there. But also, you know, a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts, a little five-star rating on Spotify. Those things are really useful. Help grow the channel. And I would appreciate it a great deal. So, before we actually get into talking about stuff... Maybe it's also a good thing to underscore that this, I'm going to have spoilers here. There's going to be spoilers throughout the entire thing. So, um, so if this, if this is a, you know, if you're just looking for, you know, overall thoughts and whatnot, this might not be it. You know, we're getting into the results. We're talking about things that happen. This is not a spoiler-free recap. So, you know, you might, uh, and that's okay. You, you, you know, that, uh, I prefer that if that's what you're looking for, that you just tune out right now. And you're like, hey, th thank you, Warren Hayes, for letting me know and not allowing, you know, m myself be spoiled. I appreciate it, Warren. You're, you're, you're a cool guy. All right, so let's just get right to it then. Uh, we'll, start, uh, we'll start by breaking down the A block action. Chase Owens defeated Gabriel Kidd. And um, look... The match in and about itself, like the official bell time, according to cage match at the very least, two minutes, 55 seconds. But it was a lot longer than this because Gabe Kidd ran out during uh, Chase Owens' introduction and blindsided him with a chair to the back of the neck. Well, you know, the, the, you know, the, the edge, you know, the, not exactly a chair shot, more like spearing him with the edge just to make sure. And, they, and listen, Gabe Kidd completely loses it uh fights right into the crowd and he's he's completely unhinged like kid is completely out of control uh 
taking the railing apart and like violently and throwing railing around and tossing chairs around right into the audience. Uh, you know, the car, you know, the, 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 the house announcer having to tell the audience and get, get out of the way, move, you know? Um, and he's, he's throwing chairs around. He's dis- like I said, dismantling the guardrail. He's, he even strangles Chase Owens with an umbrella that was clearly used by someone from the audience. You know, commentary really puts over how reckless he is. There's a bunch of things that he, in this, in this sequence here, that in AEW you would have had to get a lot of approvals for. <laughs> Came with the really big laundry list. That's a joke. Anyway. Um, but uh, they go, look, Gabriel Kidd, he even goes back up the ramp and Cannonball dives off the stage onto the floor, onto um, Chase Owens, just... Insane stuff. Finally, we get the match starting. Uh, and uh, and Chase Owens lands uh, the Marvel special. We get a brain buster by Kid, half and half, and C-Trigger by Chase Owens, followed up by the package pile driver. So he was able to stand tall here. So the stories here that we're saying, look, Gabriel Kid, you know, is continuing this, this completely unhinged, uh, 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 unfettered, personality that he's developed for himself you know that like you know I talked about it on the podcast earlier this week if this is a reflection of you know how you know his unfortunately his mental state had had landed him into uh not that long ago maybe over a year ago um and he's playing off of that moving forward I mean that's that's just good pro wrestling and it's very interesting and right now he's one of the he's one of the most compelling personalities to come out of this new bullet club I'm enjoying everything he's doing. I like right now. You're thinking Gabe Kidd is coming out. Oh shit! Something is about to happen, and this is what was needed, especially after the first match. This was the second match of the night, and we needed something like this to sort of get the energy levels up, to add to the level of unpredictability with that permeates this entire uh, that permeates this entire G1 as well. I think this is one of the themes. The angle was really fun because on top of that, don't forget, like, you know, um, you know, Chase Owens is still Bullet Club and Gabe Kidd comes in, you know, and treats him like he's not. And Chase, after the match, you know, he got on Kevin Kelly's microphone. And he said, look, we got things to talk about. I don't know what's going on here, but I survived three eras is what he said. I, you know, I survived three eras. You kind of have to wonder what David Finley has to think about all of this. What does he think about all of this? One of his guys being beaten by Chase Owens. You have to wonder. Anyway, the, the match itself was short and nothing to write home about, but I love the angle. I thought this was great. Continued to add to, um, continued to add to um, Gabriel Kidd's personality. Ren Narita and Shota Umino went to a 20-minute time limit draw. This was the first of the Rewa Three Musketeers match matches. I should say that we're getting uh, within block A, and um, this ruled. I thought this was fantastic. Um, you know, there there was uh, lots of great work here, and I especially thought that Shota Umino showed up on this one. And look, you guys and gals and non-binary pals know that I've been a little. Um, I've been a, a little iffy on Shota 
2023. Wasn't quite sure, but I feel like the, you know, ever since that, that match with Tetsuya Naito, I feel like he's been on an upward trajectory. You know, he hasn't been tearing the house down, but I don't think he's been slipping as much. I think being surrounded by some of the best wrestlers on the planet, you know, his beef with Okada, his friendship with with Mox, you know, and working with these people is helping him find his footing more. And I thought it was f- extremely evident in this match. I thought he was, you know, even his his entrance felt much more passionate than passive, which is something that I've uh, I always thought was kind of weird. He felt electric. He felt alive. And I can't say the same the same thing about Ren Narita. And I like Ren Narita, but I don't think he's I I don't think he's on Shota's level. I think as it stands right now, yeah, on July 15, as I'm recording this, uh, he is the outlier of the Rewa, um, of the Rewa, Rewa Three Musketeers. He had a good little showing here, but he was. Very much, he was outshined by Shota. And it's about time that Shota gets into this groove because that's his thing. You know, what did Charlton say? He fights like Moxley. He has, he fights like Moxley. He has showmanship like uh, Tanahashi and he talks like Naito. Well, look, if you're, if you have the ingredients of three of arguably three of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, well, you know, let, let's start seeing it, pal, you know. Um, but I thought the match overall, I thought it ruled. We got all sorts of moves in here. Northern Light suplexes and Narita playing the submission game. Uh, doing that uh, Boston Crab Cloverleaf deal that uh, that he does. Exploder suplexes, German suplexes, strikes. This started off with a big strike exchange between the both between both to start. And then people are going to... Uh, I hope people are not still wondering whether or not New Japan putting out the Three Musketeers stuff was a mistake. Oh, you know, it backfired. This didn't fucking backfire. And you saw it in this match. It was the... I told y'all on the podcast this week that it didn't backfire. We saw it in this match here, the first match with the with two of the three out there, and they just want to kill each other. This is what this match ruled. Umino gets the ignition in. Narita kicks out of the uh, pin attempt. Narita fights back with the Cobra twist. We've got we got the countdowns. We got thirty seconds in. We got German suplexes. They go to time. And, you know, know, I'm okay with the idea of a draw here. I'm already thinking, are the the Musketeers going to draw between the three of them? Which could be a thing. Um, But to any degree here, you know, Chris Charlton was already putting over the history that they had as young lions, saying that there was always bad blood between the two. And now they're continuing this on their main run, I guess. Um... I mean, this is this is pure New Japan storytelling in this regard, where they have two stars that I, you know, they clearly they like and they're ready to protect enough and protect their feud, protect their 
animosity to the point of saying the first this first match here out the gate you guys are going to go you guys are going to draw and we'll be able to play off of this in the future this is the kind of storytelling new japan does and i'm in for it i'm all here anyway so they be they both get a point out of this one yoda suji versus kaito kiyomiya where the noah former ghc champion got the win what a match. This also fucking ruled. Kiyomiya comes in and he's doing his, in, his intro and he's on the floor and he's got his back turned to the ring and he's playing up to the crowd and Suji just fucking dives on him. That enormous, massive human, the gene blast, blasts his genes. I don't know. That's not what he did. He, did, he didn't do that. But he went right after him and he's manhandling. Kaido Kiyomiya, who eventually get some strikes in that end up stinging Suji. And Kaido does his Mudo tribute spots and then works the knee, running head scissors, shoulder tackle. He works the knee, but then we get a, a running head scissors by Yoda Suji, which got me out of my seat. I was like, look at this guy. Shoulder tackle and a power slam. Figure four by Kiyomiya, German with a bridge. He does an, an overhead throw on Suji, which is no small feat. But speaking of feet, Suji lands right on his. And he delivers a fantastic headbutt that just like destroys Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya fights back, gets a tiger suplex, a spinning driver, and the shining wizard for the win. This was very good. This was very, very good. It ruled. Giving... Kiyomiya, the win, clearly establishes him as competition. Especially against Yoda Suji, where you're like, well, this is one of the three musketeers, right? This is one of the three guys. But he's coming in, he's saying, Kiyomiya comes in, he's like, no, we're, he, he's coming in, getting the win off of one of the three musketeers, which most people seem to agree is the more compelling of the three, the more finished product of the three. You know, the two others drew. So are we saying here that Kiyomiya is, you know, above these other guys? Maybe. Because he just beat the third guy. Now, in New Japan G1 booking style, this could also mean, this could also spell disaster for Kiyomiya because there is a very verified long history of uh, those winning their first match don't win the G1. But then again, you know, we're looking for first and second to head off to the playoffs. So it's not necessarily a question of winning the block. It's you can come in second. So we'll see what happens. I still think Kiyomiya is going to, is going to move on to the playoffs, especially if these, if these musketeer dudes start going around pulling draws on each other. And Suji, man, he's special. Look, there's nothing I can you know, legitimately add here that uh, that would come across as, you know, unique analysis here. But his offense here was so sharp and awesome and impactful. Like, this guy is a polished pro wrestler. He looks good. An absolute beast of a man. And he, I and, I, and at some point, I, I think he's hulking up after a move, right? He's on the, he's on the floor or he's not hulking up, but he's regaining his composure. 
And he, he, finds, he finds the hot camera and he looks right into it and he gives that smile, you know, that enormous Attack on Titan smile. And he's looking straight into the camera and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy already, he, this guy gets it. This guy absolutely gets it. So he loses his first match, but this doesn't matter. The, night, one, night one can be an indicator of things, <clears throat> you know, and I think it's, you should be more worried about people who win their first match uh, on night one than those who don't. And regardless of what happens in this G1, Yoda Suji is fine. Yoda Suji is absolutely fine. But this match ruled. I thought it was fantastic. And then we main evented with the, the A block match of Sonata versus Hikaleo. Uh, this was fine. Hikaleo attacks before the bell. Um, I don't have many thoughts on this match. Um, you know, Hikaleo landed a lot. You know, the, the final sequence was pretty good. Hikaleo landed a, a last ride, but uh, Sonata uh, pulled out the deadfall for the win. And we, do, we didn't need this match to be anything more than what it was. Uh, cage match puts it at 10 minutes and 16 seconds. So, like, uh, one of the shortest matches of the night, if you're, if you're counting the Chase Owens-Gabe Kidd bell-to-bell, it is the it is the second shortest match of the night, and that was your main event. That was your champion. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. <clears throat> Sonata benefits from having short matches. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a long match player. I think he he revels in the shorter ones. I think he's better in that position. So this works for him. Um, I don't think this match was was great. Far from it. I thought it was fine. I like I, and I'm waffling between was this good. Hikaleo, I'll, look, I'll give you this for this match. Hikaleo looked more fired up and more into this than any other time I've seen him recently in, in New Japan. Like, not even the Jay White match. I felt he had this, this, uh, this oomph to him. You know, and Sonata was fine. You know, he hit his, you know, he did his Mudo tribute spots as well. You know, we're good. <laughs> He hit it, you know, he played the hits, but um, not like I was actually worried that they were going to go, you know, that they were going to try to stretch this past the 15 minute mark. And I was like, how are you going to get, how are you going to get anything compelling out of Hikaleo? Um, how are you going to get anything compelling out of Hikaleo? Uh, but uh, we didn't need to worry about that. <laughs> we didn't need to worry about that. So, uh, a fine main event, didn't tear down the house or anything, but uh, it was fine. So, again, if we break down the, uh, if we break down the, um, the standings once more, Sonata, Kiyomiya, Owens, all tied at two points. Shota Umino and Ren Narita both drew, so they have one point each. Suji, Hikaleo, Gabriel Kidd rounding out the bottom at zero. I told you on Tuesday that this would be the most interesting block I told you this, and it, we're already there because we've got draws already. We've got Yoda Suji who's at zero. We've got Kiyomiya who scored his first win, and a lot of people were telling me, Warren, there's no way Yoda Suji's losing this. And I'm like, uh, just, I don't know. I don't know because unpredictability is the theme of this G1 this year, and I feel we're already, we're already off to that start. Um, so that was block A for night one. All right, let's get into block B. Standings right now. Kazuchika Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Tangaloa all scored two points. 
But then Kenta, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, and El Fantasmo all rounding out the bottom. First match we're going to talk about is El Fantasmo versus Yoshihashi, where Yoshihashi got his first two points. Um, this was the opening match of uh, of the entire G1 this year. I thought it was okay. I like I you know the work was good, everything was there, but it lacked a little. It lacked a little something. It lacked some spark. Uh, was this maybe due to the crowd in Sapporo not being all that great? Because I found this crowd tonight to be very hard. <laughs> I thought they were very uh, hard. It was difficult for them to get into the show, to uh, to get uh, to get going. Uh, it took them a while, uh, and uh, you know, El Fantasmo did his very best in this match to get the crowd into it. Uh, even, you know, doing some some sting shouts, you know, before doing his stinger splash, which he wasn't able to complete. But um, I don't have many thoughts about this match. Again, I thought it was fine. Well worked. Uh, lacked, uh, lacked a spark. I like the ending. I thought I thought the uh, I thought the uh, springboard thunder kiss 86 was pretty cool because commentary said that. I don't know if this was accurate, but uh Yoshihashi seemed out of position to eat a Thunder Kiss 86 off of the top turnbuckle, which is what we usually do when I say we, I mean ELP. So ELP, if if that's the case, and ELP decided to springboard it instead, first of all, that's awesome. Second of all, that's great. That's fantastic thinking on his feet at the same time. Uh, just great stuff. Great stuff overall um, uh, on that part. But... Um, yeah, you know, we get some fighting spirit towards the end. Crucifix bomb for Yoshihashi gets the win. I got nothing more really to add to this. Um, I'm still expecting some... I, we got to get some great matches out of ELP now. We, we, I'm Right now, I am on great match El Fantasmo great match watch. That's what I'm on right now. That's what I'm looking for. Anyway, so that was the opener. Then we got uh, Tonga, Lo Tonga Loa defeating Kenta. Of course, this was the first match Tonga Loa had uh, upon returning uh, from injury. So he's right back in there. As Andrew Rich pointed out in the Voices of Wrestling Slack, uh, he is uh, he is uh, now uh, pulling a tribute to uh, Bad Luck Fale by wrestling in a t-shirt and camo pants. <laughs> Yeah, someone has to do it, I guess. Um, I thought this, I, I didn't like this match. I thought it was kind of slow. I wouldn't say it was bad. I don't think it was a bad match, but I think it kind of stunk. I don't think it was good. I have nothing really to add here. And uh, look, again, this is what you have to expect out of the Kenta matches, right? And I think it kind of stinks uh, that Tangaloa is got saddled on his return match with... Uh, with Kenta the match was so placed and was meant to focus on the knee you know I think that's the story they'll probably be telling about to talking about for Tongaloa throughout the, the tournament Kenta was focused on his surgically repaired knee so anyway big no big surprise that TL won but uh yeah Kenta is what it is at this point and we had Kazuchika Okada defeating the great Okan I enjoyed the the I enjoyed the beginning of this match where Great O'Connor is like 
I'm going to completely throw you off your game and bring in my, um, bring in my, 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 um, uh, <laughs> my amateur background. Why did I, why did I block on that? Um, that that's what he was, that, so that's what he was pulling off here, trying to, you know, get Okada off his feet, tie him up, you know, tie him up again, you know, maybe using some strategy that he saw Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson use at uh, Forbidden Door as well. So that could be a thing. Uh, we get a gut wrench suplex by Great Okan, and I love myself a good gut wrench suplex. Um, Okada does a draping DDT on Great Okan on the floor. Uh, you know, we get the hits. We get a Rainmaker into the claw by Great Okan and the, and the claw suplex, which I think is, uh, which also I think is great. But 15 minutes in, we get a Rainmaker. Good night. This was a strong match. Like I said, you know, maybe a little dry. Maybe a little dry, but good stuff. Well, stu well done, well put together. Okada just like, you know, celebrated briefly in the ring and he walked back and he... I don't know if he was too thrilled with his performance or the performance of the match here, but uh, it is what it is. And then we add Taichi defeating... Will Ospreay. So we get a strike exchange to, to start. And then this, uh, this pivots into the floor, onto the floor, over the barricades, deep into the arena. And Will just goes, goes all Gabriel Kid on Tai Chi. You better get that out of your system, Will, if you're heading to AEW. I'm just playing. <laughs> Um, the, the, the story of the match here, you know, Taichi's a hometown boy here in Hokkaido. He's a, he's a hometown boy. So Will is full on heel here. He's like, oh, this is the guy you want. All right. And, uh, you know, there's even a, there's even a moment, you know, where, uh, where, you know, they get back into the ring after the beatdown, and he, he being Will Irish whips Taichi. And Taichi just collapses. So Will goes to the floor, grabs the timekeeper's uh, 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 tracker, time tracker. Why am I bad with words today? And uh, he gets the timer and he looks at it and goes, look, six minutes. If this guy's already winded, I'm going to make him suffer for 20. And that's the problem that Will runs into in, in the match. Because then at some point, at one point, because he's Will is absolutely dominating Taichi. And Tai Chi hits one move. He hits a, a, a kick to the side of the head, which Will then sells like he punctured his, uh, his eardrum, right? His equilibrium is completely thrown. And he sells this for a good part of the match. And then when, you know, when Will starts getting his footing back, when he's not selling as much and he's sort of back on his feet, and commentary's do, doing a good job on top of it, even equating it to the beating you know, this might be a little more sensitive because of the beating he took at the hands of Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door. Like, you know, we're connecting a lot of dots here. It's making it dramatic. I'm like, you know, he, once once we're done with all of this and Will gets back on his feet, he's, uh, uh, he's like, I got to put this guy away now. Like, there's no more fooling around. There's no more, you know... Billy Goat walking around being all cocky. He's like, no, 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 no. Now I got to put him away. Now he starts throwing hidden blades and whatnot. But Tai Chi had time to regain his composure. Uh, got some time to breathe, regain some energy. 
Taichi tries to, to mount some offense, but Will Ospreay still all over him. But Taichi lands a super dangerous suplex. Anax Bomber, crowd is on their feet. Black Mephisto gets the win. This is how you do local babyface matches. This is how you do it right here. It was, uh, uh, and at the same time, in the meantime, while protecting one of your top guys, not making him look like a complete schlub. Because you can, you like, because the, the thing here, the argument you could have in kayfabe is if Will Ospreay hadn't got the, 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 the leg to the ear, to the side of the head, would this match have ended this way? Probably not, because he was in complete dominant control. But then you can also say, well, if Will Ospreay had not been a dick <laughs> to start the match, you know, maybe he would have, you know, maybe it wouldn't have gone the, maybe he would have ended it quicker. Anyway, don't call this an upset, you know, because Chris Charlton ran through everyone that Tai Chi has beaten in G1 situations. This was a very good match uh, with, uh, like I said, Will Ospreay playing the shit heel, the, the shit local heel, uh, making sure that, uh, that Tai Chi gets uh gets the uh gets the crowd reaction that he needs you know toying with tai chi throughout the throughout the the match and and then people getting really happy really glad that osprey can't find his balance you know um i liked i loved this match i thought it was i thought it was great there was no surprise here with tai chi and will osprey you know no big shock that this match was really good and uh, that wraps it up for Block B tonight. So overall, I would say um, I would say a a good first night. Not anything mind blowing. Not anything like you're like whoa, you know, like top to bottom, just awesome stuff. You know, because there were some low moments, but the good stuff shines enough to absolutely outweigh the bad. Because it really wasn't like outside of outside of Kenta uh, Tongaloa, which really was a low point. You know, I think every everything else was fine to great. And if you and if you really want to just like focus on what was really really good, what's worth what's worth your time, kind of thing, uh, the Narita uh, the Narita Umino time limit draw is absolutely worth it. I would also. Absolutely recommend Yoda Sushi versus uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Taichu versus Will Ospreay. Those are my three night one recommendations. Now, this leads us into tomorrow, which again will be taking place in Sapporo. Uh, the, uh, where we'll be having the first action for the C and D blocks. C block will be Tomohiro Ishii versus David Finley. Mikey Nichols versus Aaron Hanare. By the way, keep an eye out on Aaron Hanare tomorrow. He uh, he is not he he did not wear a face covering at the um, uh, at the uh, press conference uh, just for shits and giggles. We're also going to get uh, Shingo Takagi versus Eddie Kingston. I cannot fucking wait for this. This is going to be a match that is going to determine. What kind of, it's going to give the, the not determine, but it's going to give the, um, the direction 
for Eddie's own personal G1, not necessarily his win-loss record, but how he's going to uh, how he's going to approach it. This is going to be this is going to give a good indication of how how uh, how it's going to go. And then we'll also have Tomatonga versus Evil. Good gravy. And as for the D block, we're going to have Hiroki Goto versus Toru Yano. Shane Haste versus Alec Coughlin. Look, I'm going to talk about Alex Coughlin probably more tomorrow. But if you have not seen his promo from the uh, press conference, you absolutely like you want to talk about Warren recommend me things to watch. This is absolutely something you absolutely have to watch. Um, but we'll absolutely also, since there's a lot of absolutes here, we're going to talk about this absolutely tomorrow uh, on the uh, on the review. And I absolutely <laughs> expect Alex Coughlin, Alex Coughlin to win. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. I think is always a good and entertaining pairing. And the main event is going to be Tetsuya Naito versus Jeff Cobb. So there you have it. So hope you enjoyed this first opening salvo of my coverage of the G1. We'll be back tomorrow for uh, for uh, for episode number two, for night two, to cover the, uh, the following proceedings. Uh, in the meantime, if you enjoyed this, leave a like on YouTube, subscribe, why don't you? And leave a five-star review, five-star rating on your podcast application of choice. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. G1 season is here, baby! I'll see you next time.